Hello, everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. Today, we're going to be doing something a little bit different from our usual episodes. We're going to be discussing the role of entertainment media on American perceptions of the police. Yep, we started this podcast just a bit before the COVID pandemic. Like, I think literally I had just gotten back from Seattle when we... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everything hit the fan. I think I, we only recorded one episode before, uh, like, I, I was completely in quarantine, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we started, we were initially going to do a lot more episodes like this, where we wanted to kind of get into the nitty-gritty of how reality TV shapes and reflects our world. Um, but, you know, that's been a little weird. We haven't been very good at being able to collaborate on this stuff, but yes. we did it this week. We did. Because we it's did. important. It and is. In light of the protests and everything, we're going to do copaganda. 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 Um, okay. So, first things first. I think we should discuss the shows that we watch that are police shows. So, Right. Which ones do you watch? So, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't really watch a lot. Um, I never really was like a huge I've never really been able to get into a lot of cop shows when I was younger I did watch some like CSI and Mm -hmm. stuff like that I haven't watched that stuff in a long time I don't really know why I just haven't um my parents and my in-laws both love cops and live PD and so I've seen lots of episodes of those not voluntarily but I've seen a lot of it um and I do watch a lot of like Dateline and stuff like that or I have in the past Mm -hmm. um and I've seen you know the occasional Law and Order episode and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, things like that. I've, but I've never really super gotten into a cop show. So there's not one that I have really followed all the way through or even part of the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? I'm the opposite of you. I love cop shows. And I think I've kind of always used them as what I wish the cops were. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's kind that's of the fair. way that I think about it. Because I'm like, oh man, imagine if a cop was as good as like anybody on criminal minds <laughs> right right like and the fact that they care about like sex workers getting murdered and all these other things like that never actually happen or are investigated mm-hmm. in real life and very often the police are the people who have killed that sex worker um right. <laughs> but i watch dateline which all of you know because oh my god dateline um i've definitely seen all of criminal minds I've seen all of the regular, like, CSI Las Vegas, but I never mm-hmm. gotten to CSI Miami or the other ones. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they've, it's always been, like, a weird cognitive dissonance for me to watch them because I don't see them as portraying the real world. Right. It's, and it's like, purely weird. fictional. Yeah. yeah. It's weird that people think that it that it is what, like, cops do. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't see, like... What's his face? Um, the guy who played Inigo Montoya, who's in Criminal Minds. <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> you don't see him like pulling anybody over and telling ask them if they're like intoxicated or whatever. Not the right the little right. things that have so much impact. The boring, um, often unnecessary mm-hmm. jobs that a lot of police work tends to be mm-hmm. in the real world. Yes, um, I have not ever seen an episode of cops or live pd that's crazy i've seen half of that of a cops episode that i watched for one of the episodes we did earlier where cops was there um filming 
I can't remember if it was Hicks Babies or somebody else where mm-hmm. Cops was there. And so yeah. I watched that part to kind of like get context, but that's just never really like. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. I have never like voluntarily watched it. And I don't, I actually like remember from a very early age, my mom watching Cops and me being like, can we not watch this? This is not like, it made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. from an early age to like, an, an early enough age that I didn't even really know how to express that it made me uncomfortable to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did. And I've, I've seen a lot of that and I've seen a lot of live PD as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's never really portrays cops in a, a negative light. I mean, it's the cops are the main characters, essentially. They're the, the same characters that you see every week or like ever throughout the episode, you know, mm-hmm. and, all of the episodes are set to portray the cops in a way of their be- them being helpful to society and, and them right. being the heroes and that they are right. Exactly. That they are inherently right because they are police. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> I think I never really watched cops or got into it because like a lot of my friends did. Um, mm-hmm. But it just felt like like if you were in a classroom as a kid, it just felt like watching someone get bullied. Exactly. It just felt no, so I uncomfortable hate- and I wanted to help them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't like watching people in, like, one of the worst moments of them their lives, essentially, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not something that I think should be on TV that I should be watching. Mm-hmm. And I would gladly give up all of my my cop shows to end police brutality. So You're I'm so not selfless. Gonna, I'm not going to stand for these cop shows. Because <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, it's just... Ugh, there's just so much in them that makes it me very uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I, I can't. I completely agree. We've done a little bit of research on how police are portrayed in on TV, both in like the more reality shows like Cops and Live PD and the fictionalized shows like we were talking about earlier. Um, and one of the first things that we really want to talk about is a study that was published earlier this year called Color of Change. Um, and I found it online and it analyzed 353 episodes from 26 different scripted series focused on crime from 2017 to 2018, um, while also identifying the race and gender of 41 creators, 27 showrunners, and 275 writers behind all 26 series. The report further identified the shooting locations for each series and the police, military, or other consultants each series employs for for advice. Yeah. So the 26 series they covered, I thought it was a little weird that they left out CSI, but (laughs) they did How to Get Away with Murder, Lethal Weapon, 911, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Goliath, Bosch, Sneaky Pete, Law and Order SVU, The Blacklist, Chicago PD, Blindspot, Shades of Blue, which is the J-Lo cop show that no one <laughs> believes me about ever. <laughs> it exists, guys. I've only ever watched one episode of that because I was just like, J-Lo cop show? Yeah, um, that doesn't seem... You have why you could not watch that after hearing that. I J-Lo know. cop, I mean. J-Lo cop show. So weird. And it was so bad. <laughs> Um, Orange is the New Black, Narcos, Mindhunter, Seven Seconds, Luke Cage, Bull, Blue Bloods, SWAT, Hawaii Five-0, Elementary, Criminal Minds, NCIS, and then NCIS New Orleans and Los Angeles, which is a lot. That is a lot. And there are several in there that I've never heard of before. Um, The one that I was super interested in is called Seven Seconds, and that actually is a show that they work together with the people who did this Color of Change report on so like the whole show is about um the whole show is about a black teenager who i think was shot 
by a cop. And it's essentially all about the seven seconds that changed his life uh-huh. and how the community responds to okay. police brutality and stuff. That's interesting. But I've never watched it, so I don't. That's all I know about it. Yeah. So the first point that we want to talk about is that 18 of the 26 series depicted, quote, good guy cops committing more wrongful actions than, quote, bad guy cops. So that basically means that the protagonists who we are meant to empathize with commit wrongful actions in the eyes of the law. So they went on to say that in these 18 series that the good cops in this series committed more wrongful acts than the bad cops at a ratio of 8 to 1. So that means for oh every gosh. one bad thing a bad cop did, the good cops were like doing intimidation and uh, racial profiling and all these things and they weren't being called out by the show. In the shows where someone did call out the good cop on their bad behavior, it was overwhelmingly a woman or a person of color or a woman of color who called out these cops on their illegal actions. But honestly, few of these shows had anybody call good cops out for their bad behavior. And, like, the really disappointing thing is that none of the bad behavior that they were really showing was actually the bad behavior that cops do in real life, mm-hmm. or at least especially not the racial bullshit that cops do in real life. Um, so the study said, across almost all series, wrongful actions specifically associated with racial bias and prevalent in real life, conspicuously absent with respect to depictions of cop behavior, as were general wrongful actions being carried out in a racially biased way. Racial profiling, excessive use of force by police, prosecutor abuse, abuse by judges. I mean, and that's pretty right. Like, in Criminal Minds, um, I don't think they mentioned race or racism in the police Mm -hmm. world at all, Mm -hmm. unless it was like they were talking about a hate crime or if they were like, oh, this person hates black people, so they're killing all of them. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah, I, yeah, I... Like I said before, I've not consumed the entire series, but what from from what I have consumed in terms of uh, police shows, I don't remember ever seeing an episode or even a part of an episode dedicated to racial bias or anything. It's never mentioned at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's not a reflection of how real life is. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, and the only real way that cop shows really reflect real life is that they don't really ever mention police reform or criminal justice reform. Um, this is the discussion that really, really needs to take place both in real life and on TV because the police, at the very least, need a lot of reforming to protect citizens against their illegal behavior and power hunger. The study said that criminal justice reform was literally only mentioned six times in 353 episodes, which is insanely low. Yeah, like, I can't even, and they probably were just like, oh, that cop needs to be fired. <laughs> exactly, that's not even that's not even what reform needs to be taking place. It's not individual cops that are the problem at all. Yeah. And I think that, honestly, the fact that it ha- that uh, reform has not been in the media or in the television at all in terms of police, it's, it's made people really not even realize that reform is a thing that is possible. Mm-hmm. And it's made people really hesitant to agree with, like, the abolish police movement is that they just didn't they just people just don't think that that's a thing that can happen yeah i mean so many people white people think that the police know the law the police are the law the police enforce the law and they they are perfect hero safety types Mm -hmm. instead of just being regular 
racist Joe Schmoes who go through six Human week beings. of trainings and <laughs> yeah, yeah, then get given a gun and power. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so racism and policing is real, and it really needs to be discussed and put into the minds of white Americans because that's what a whole lot of these shows do is that they put forward these ideas. Like all, I guess all shows in pop culture are meant to like make random people think about the issues or to humanize people or to, you know, make cases more, uh, I'm trying trying to say something, but all I got is edible. (laughs) Digestible. Digestible. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. To make all these, these issues more digestible to an audience that isn't very well informed, Mm -hmm. which I guess is not a nice thing to say, but whatever. We don't have to be nice. It's okay. So the final point that the study made specifically about how propaganda erases was that apart from cops and apart from cops and the criminals, the casting and writing of victims skews heavily towards white people in general. Viewers were least likely to see victims of crimes portrayed as women of color. Black women were rarely portrayed as victims, 9% of all crimes and 6% primary crimes, despite the fact that black women in the real world are victims of crime and police violence much more often than white people as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that comes down to the what the study was looking at in this part was just that showrunners and writers and everybody behind the scenes, they aren't very diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, 81% of showrunners, 21 of the 26 series, were white men. The exceptions being Criminal Minds, Shades of Blue, Orange is the New Black, Seven Seconds, and Luke Cage. At least 81% of the writers were white, with only 9% black. Across the genre, 20 of the 26 series either had no black writers or just one. Setting aside Seven Seconds and Luke Cage, which were both, I think, 50% or more people of color, mm-hmm. um, and they've both been canceled... Uh, the median ratio of white writers to writers of color across all 26 writers rooms was six to one, which is buck wild. That is. Yeah. So there were three series that had 100% white writers. Those were NCIS, Blue Bloods and Mindhunter and an additional six series that had or likely had more than 90% white writers. These are The Blacklist, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, Blind Spot, 911, Elementary and Criminal Minds. Um, Also, there were 18 series that had about 80% white writers or more. Seven Seconds and Luke Cage were the only series with more than 50% people of color writers, like we just said. Mm -hmm. Only 37% of writers across the genre were women. Just 11% of writers were women of color. Only five series had 50% or more women writers. Those were Orange is the New Black, Bull, Mindhunter, How to Get Away with Murder, and Criminal Minds. And I've watched Orange is the New Black, which I guess I don't really think mm-hmm. of as a cop show because it's yeah, more of a, a life prison in show. prison show. But there are cops, though. Yeah, and they're all bad. And they're yes. caught. Yes. <laughs> so Orange is the New Black at least had the benefit of having someone who has actually been in prison That's true. for it, too. That's that would true. be an interesting thing to see is how mm-hmm. many people actually have had experience with the criminal justice system who write for these shows. Yeah, that would be interesting because... I, I think that would probably directly relate to how accurate the portrayal was. So, mm-hmm. God. Um, okay, so they used this scoring system called the Racial Integrity Index, which is basically how many people of color were writing the show, how many people of color were on the show, and what roles they played, essentially. Um, so the worst one is Narcos, because it's written by white dudes, and it's all about the Mexican drug cartel. And, right. Ugh. 
Ugh, I've never watched it, and I just don't want to. It doesn't entertain nah, me. Um, nine one one, Chicago PD, Hawaii Five O, Criminal Minds, The Blacklist, and NCIS. So those were all the worst. They were mm-hmm. bad at having any diversity in the rooms where they were writing stories for people of color, or mm-hmm. more likely, not writing any stories about people of color. Right. Right. Well, yeah. So that was a really cool study. Like I thought it was, it was really interesting and I learned a mm-hmm. lot from it. Yeah, I <clears throat> I was really happy when I found it cuz it was it was it's a really recent study too. I think it was released in January or February of this year. Mm-hmm. So, and it like I said it was looking at the 2017 to 2018 season, I guess, of television. Um and I I just think that this kind of study is really eye-opening and needs to happen more um so i'm really glad that we had it to talk about because it just further illustrates how skewed the police perception is in america because of how they are portrayed on television it it really um gives a lot of white people the fuel for the fire to say like oh he deserved it because he had a criminal record or oh Mm -hmm. he was you know if you don't break the law you won't get shot and it's like Cops aren't judge, jury, and executioner. Like, you don't get to decide who lives and dies. Yes, exactly. Um, Excitingly, though, Tuesday, which is yesterday for us, Cops was canceled. I could not believe it when you sent me that link, um, because it has been on since 1989. It's been on for 31 years. It's older than us. It's older than us. Yeah, yeah. Um, It's it's just, it's insane, but it's great. Like, that's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, who hasn't every every single person knows of cops, like even if you haven't seen an episode of cops, you know of cops. Yeah. And so um, I think it, I think it's awesome. And um, uh, Live PD, which is very similar to cops. So I read an article about how Tulsa, Oklahoma PD, which is one of the police departments who is featured on Live PD. Live PD is like cops, but it goes back and forth. It's supposed to be live, but is it really live? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But it goes back and forth between several different police departments around the country, and one of them was Tulsa. And they have decided, uh, because of the protests and just the response, that they would uh, pull out of live PD. And it's currently under review, I think, after COPS has been canceled. Mm-hmm. I would imagine if COPS, if COPS was canceled, live PD probably doesn't have much longer either, because mm-hmm. if, if COPS ended after 31 years, like... Yeah, Live PD, I don't think they're doing much better. I don't think there's no. going to be a huge demand, though. Of course, that was horrible. Did you see that, like, last week, um, right around the start of all the protests, Live PD was the number one watched thing on one of the just like streaming providers, and I was like, ugh. That sounds right. That sounds right. Just um, want to get your torture porn in. Yeah, it's... Um, but it is really nice that we're already seeing... Um, some lasting effects of, you know, the current protests on, on police television shows. That's really, you know, it's a good sign, I think, that the climate is changing, mm-hmm. however slowly it may be. It, at least yeah. we know that it is changing. Yeah. And, you know, if cops can do it, all the rest of them can go take a hike, too. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, the other bit of news that was related, I saw today that our friend Dick Wolf. The worst named man Dick in Wolf. history. Ugh, he's not actually my good friend. I've never seen an episode of an episode of Law and Order. I've seen a few, but I never was able to get into it. I only ever see the where the people will do the thing where it's like boom boom, and then it'll yeah. go do, do, Dick do, do, Wolf. Do, do. 
<laughs> yes, yes. I, I saw, I've seen a picture of somebody who has like a tramp stamp that just says executive producer Dick Wolf in like the Law and Order font. So I get it. I can understand. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he does the Law and Order franchise. And then he also does all of the Chicago shows. So like Chicago mm-hmm. PD, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, whatever. Anyways, so he just fired one of the writers for his Law and Order show um, because the dude literally took a picture of himself with a gun and said, I'm going to light up anyone who breaks curfew in L.A. Like, holy shit. Why, why would you think that that is an okay thing to even think, let alone post? Mm-hmm. Because white people. <laughs> white people, yeah, that's really, that's really the only explanation needed, white people. But it's like, if that guy is on the show, is writing on the show, how... Yeah, exactly. And like blind to actual issues that people are Mm -hmm. facing are these shows. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I would love to know like the writers and producers of all these shows, like what their real views of cops are, because I think that would be really illuminating. I'm sure, since they're pretty much all just rich white dudes, they all love cops because they. That's true. Their only interaction is, "Hey, get this guy off my lawn." And I mean, if you're writing for a cop show, you are directly benefiting from. I mean, police work, so... Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as, like, um, Pitch Perfect and, like, the Marvel franchise. Like, uh-huh. barring Luke Cage. They get so much money from the military and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, for the show. To make the show, or to make movie happen. Which is wild. And it feels like bought allegiances. Yes, yes. No no thanks. It does not sit right. No me gusta. Um... Okay, so we've kind of gone through the more statistical stuff. Yes. All right, so we kind of wanted to talk a little bit about how pop culture does shape hearts and minds of the average American person a little bit, Mm -hmm. I guess. I mean, I think most white people, apart from, like, seeing cops, like, actual police officers out in the wild, that's probably, like, their only real exposure to police for most of their lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've only, the only exposure I've had to police <clears throat> have been, I was in a car accident once, mm-hmm. I got pulled over once, and he let me off. So that's literally the only cop, you know. I have only positive experiences with cops because I'm a white woman, but, mm-hmm. and like, whatever. I know. Like, <laughs> my only real cop things, other than random people shooting guns in front of my house, but I'm pretty sure there are white people. Um, <laughs> but, of course, the cops... Probably. It's West Virginia. It probably was white people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was... So, I've had... I've lived in, like, lots of different large cities and apartment blocks, mm-hmm. and both times that I've called the cops for something that I didn't feel like I could handle was men beating the shit out of their wives slash girlfriends, and I can mm-hmm. hear them, like, through the walls at 3 a.m., and I'm like, I don't think I want to... I don't think I'm the person no. who can intervene here. You shouldn't know. Yeah. So I called the cops, and they all showed up like an hour-ish later mm-hmm. and did nothing except knock on the door of the person who was beating the shit out of their girlfriend and then told them that I reported them. Oh, that's good. Both places. This was Denver and London. Wait, I, I really didn't think that like they would do that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one in London, they brought the dude down to my door so we could talk about it. What the fuck? 
That's not okay. I know. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. That just makes, that's just like, it makes people not want to call the cops. And like. They're not helpful in any of these situations. Like if I had been able to call a number for a social worker or domestic violence line that -hmm. could have talked me through like what to do or like how I could get them in contact with the person upstairs being abused. Like that would have been great. And they definitely wouldn't have brought some shitball dude down to my front door to ask what I heard. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, well, I heard your girlfriend screaming and then I heard a large bang and then I heard go fuck yourself. And then I heard (laughs) it's like, cool. Yeah, cool. Fun. Do we really need to go over all this? Like, oh my God. Yeah, it's 3 a.m. You're obviously hangry. I would talk to the lady. (laughs) Yeah. And like the worst part is like, these are like, these are are the stories that white people have from Mm -hmm. cops, which are bad enough. Yeah. Like Like, that's bad enough. I'm privileged as hell. I am a white, white person who passes as everything that cops don't hate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so imagine how horrible it would be if you were black. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's exactly. just, it's insane. And I just, it's, it's really frustrating when people don't, can't see that. Yeah. And don't take it seriously. And like, yes, don't even give the time of day to the fact that we could be doing things differently. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to like acknowledge that, you know, what the police did to George Floyd was wrong. Like. But acknowledging it alone is not going to do anything at all. Mm-mm. And there's like this little part of me, and I would buy the fucking DVD collector set of anybody who made a show <laughs> about like the future if we didn't have police and like how that would work and how that would mm-hmm. look. Like, that would be great. And that would take be something money. that. I- Exactly. And I think that's something that people really need to see right now, Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people, like I said earlier, have never given the thought to police reform, never given a single thought to police reform, didn't even know it was a thing that could happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think being able to see a portrayal of, hey, this is an option. This is a way that we could step away from this obviously extremely racist, extremely flawed system. And we can, you know, thrive as a society. I, I just... I think that that would be a really good thing because people need that visual. People Mm -hmm. need to see how things would work out. And I think it would be a lot, I guess, better received by white audiences and like more likely to be taken in and thought about if it were like, this is what the world could look like instead of a truthful depiction of what the police do. Because I mean, if you don't know by now what the police really do. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, um, ultimately, like, while we talked about earlier about how misrepresented and, like, untrue to real life police shows are, like, should police shows even exist in the first place? Because, I mean, even showing a realistic pr- depiction of police, like, there are videos, there's millions of videos now, mm-hmm. after, especially after the protests, mm-hmm. where you can go and see a realistic depiction of how police just instigate further violence Mm -hmm. like seeing that on tv on a fictionalized tv show is not gonna do anything to these people who are already so blind to what's happening Mm -hmm. they're gonna be like oh that's propaganda oh you know they're just complaining and say all the dumb racist bullshit that they're saying now right yeah yeah how dare you know black people complain about you know 
getting literally killed all the fucking time for being mm-hmm. black. How dare they? Yeah, they should totally just protest peacefully because that's what cops are doing to them, right? Exactly. Yeah, cops. Yeah. Cops are protesting peacefully. And don't forget, people, if you don't break the law, they won't shoot you. Mm-hmm. Tell that to Brianna Taylor, who is literally just sleeping peacefully in her bed. Like, I am so over that yeah. line of, don't be violent and the police won't come after you. That is literally not even true. Mm-mm. No, I mean, eating a bag of Skittles, taking a bite of a pear, just existing. Yeah. Calling the police for help because you see someone else hurting somebody else and then you are made to be the bad guy, which you're not. You're just not being a piece of shit who watches somebody fucking stab somebody else. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, maybe we could talk about the little bullet points on the last page because those were like the eight most common propaganda tactics. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, so we found this interesting article from, I think, like, 2016, where this guy basically collected all of Black Twitter's thoughts into a really good kind of explainer on what propaganda is. Mm-hmm. And so the first one, he had eight of them. The first one was that there's a conveniently timed, like, how dangerous the job is story. Mm-hmm. And we can definitely see that happening now. Like, oh, well, a cop was hurt at the protests. And da, 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 da. Yeah. They're coming out with guns against him. It's okay. Yeah. And this goes back to the whole, like, Blue Lives Matter movement in general. Like, I understand your job may be dangerous, but you also chose that job. Mm-hmm. It's not like you had to be a cop. Yeah. I mean, I imagine being a skydiver instructor is pretty dangerous. Yeah, exactly. There's so many dangerous jobs out there. And you're choosing to do it. And so many people are choosing to do this because they want the power and control. Yeah. They directly benefit in so many ways from being a cop. And so, like, if you're going to benefit from things, like, there are going to be some downsides, too. Mm -hmm. That, like, just because you have a quote-unquote dangerous job doesn't mean that you're, like, a selfless person who, like, is super brave. It's like, no, that's that's not. You're just doing the thing. Exactly. And, like, I feel like a cop's job would be a lot less dangerous if the cop didn't always bring the gun to the knife fight. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just true that a lot of times cops are the ones that instigate the the violence. That's literally been proven time and time again by various videos. You can literally find a million of them online. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, and especially, like, I was going through all of the names of people who have been killed by police brutality in the past couple of years. And, like, so many of them were people who were having, you know, schizophrenic episodes or psychotic breaks. And, mm-hmm. you know, they were holding a hammer. And so they shot them in the chest. Or, you know, they were acting erratically. So they shot them six times. Like, right. They're, I, I'm pretty sure that I could tackle someone with a hammer. And I'm not mm-hmm. trained. And I am a relatively small person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And people deal with that all the time, like who work in mental hospitals and exactly. other and high are, risk jobs. My my mom, well, my mom, to be fair, works with children, but she works with special needs kids, and she is specifically taught how to safely for both herself and the child, like uh, hold bear their hug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that's part of her training is yeah. to learn how to be able to to you know when a child is acting violent to be able to de-escalate that violence without adding more violence. My mm-hmm. mom can do it with kids. I you know, granted with kids and uh, you know, a cop who should be able to be trained to deal with these situations, should be able to 
de-escalate that situation without adding more violence. I'm sorry. Yep. Preach it. Preach. Okay. So then the next one is the diversity boosting story, which is where they always trot out their quote unquote diversity hires, which is the worst. It's tokenism essentially. Yeah, it is. Like they'll be like, oh, so this, I don't know cop ranks, but sorry. <laughs> I don't either at man. all. I'm like Sergeant Man. First class. I don't. I don't know. These are just all these words are in my brain, but I don't know which ones are right. I feel like I've watched a Cap a Catherine Bigelow movie that said some <laughs> of them. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, but like where they'll have you know someone who isn't necessarily like chief come out and say stuff mm-hmm. and be like, oh yeah, you know, I condemn this one bad apple in this good bushel of apples Mm -hmm. and it just feels very bad it is it's very bad it's it's not a it's not a a healthy way to look at it for sure say the whole and i think we've all we've talked about this before like the bad apple thing is like so stupid like it's not it's clearly not just like certain cops it's Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that like all cops are like horrible fucking people that are gonna like go murder people no that's not what i mean what i mean is that like the the organization they're working for is bad mm-hmm. and like so they you know it's just ugh, like how it's... people are always like um if someone offered you a bowl of skittles with like five skittles that would kill you mm-hmm. in it would you still eat the skittles but it's not yeah. even that it's there's some okay skittles in there there's quite a bit of poison skittles in there and then the bowl is a bear trap <laughs> yeah exactly like yeah no fuck that you reach in you're gonna probably get your hand taken off like yeah it's the whole just because system. yeah just because there are a couple good skittles in there don't mean you want to stick your hand in sorry mm-hmm. and you know that bear trap can be removed and we can figure out what the good skittles are and mm-hmm. maybe put them somewhere else to use yes exactly okay um okay the next one is called the bogus threat which okay. is where there's a threat essentially to the police department a bombing or mm-hmm. whatever, which we are seeing very explicitly right now in Seattle, where they're like, oh, we can't even be in the police department. They're going to burn it down. They're going to burn it down. Mm-hmm. And they haven't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they it's... might. They should. <laughs> 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 yeah, this, and I think this goes back to the how dangerous the job is thing. Like, it's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, to, in today's society, you, like, go to school and you could be under attack so mm-hmm. i mean I just don't really see how that has anything to do with anything yeah it's just meant to garner sympathy yep for them when it's like you wouldn't be having well you wouldn't having to probably fabricate these threats if you would just stop fucking abusing people exactly yeah um next one pink washing which no cops at Pride. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No fucking cops at Pride. You can show up if you are a police officer and you are gay, but you can't work there. But still, mm-hmm. I'm going to side-eye you because why are you working for the police? Yeah, I'm honestly going to side-eye pretty much anyone working for the police. Sorry. Yeah. Um, um, so the next one is anonymously smearing police shooting victims. That's basically just what we've been seeing happen. Yeah, yeah. No one deserved that. Or, oh, yeah, you know, they shoplifted in their past. Or, oh, they had gang affiliations. And it's like, well, if you had 
actual social societal stuff for people to fall back on instead of having to create their own essentially system of justice Mm -hmm. also like regardless of that that person still didn't deserve to fucking die for that so (laughs) it's just oh my gosh Uh, yeah I mean I don't think anyone deserves to die for any crime yeah I agree fuck the death penalty too yeah Yes. All right, so is that all you had to say about that? That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, that one's pretty self-explanatory. The next one is the Saving Kitten story. What is that? It's basically where when cops do something bad, then they'll push press releases of cops doing, like, something hella cute, like rescuing a puppy from a storm drain, getting the cat Mm -hmm. out of the tree, um, showing up and, like, looking like, Batman to the children or something. Yes. Like, but mm-hmm. also, fucking Batman was a cop. Fuck Batman. Batman. Fuck Batman. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's definitely, definitely true. Um, and just, I feel like, especially, I feel like it's been better lately since police brutality has been pretty forefront in the news not even just recently but like in the last several years Mm -hmm. but before that i feel like anytime you heard about cops it was always in a positive light always 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 in a positive light Mm -hmm. and i feel like we definitely have to not so much right now but previous to this you definitely have to kind of seek out stories on cops Mm -hmm. behaving badly which that's a horrible phrase i just uttered but (laughs) cops behaving badly (laughs) it's a new show on oxygen that's all cops are good for. Mm-hmm. Corn. I mean, essentially. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so the next one is the community policing policing. Polish that community up. Polish. Okay. <clears throat> the next one is the community policing myth. This one is basically just that cops really try to push the narrative that they live in these areas and they are part of the community and they, you know, have this, like, Mm-hmm. deep connection to the people there but most of the time 90 percent of cops live way out of their jurisdiction mm-hmm. yep yeah i remember um my last apartment building that i lived in in cincinnati we lived uh, there was a cop in the building as well and he yeah he worked for a completely different jurisdiction he did not li- live in the area which he patrolled and i think that that is very true that's a, that seems to be a pretty common thing mm-hmm. um and even if it wasn't true i, I still don't really understand why that's even a thing like why people would think that just because a cop is part of your community means that he's going to he or she i'm sorry is going to treat you Mm -hmm. any differently i mean i kind of get it and i get what they're saying and it is a lot of what people are kind of asking for with reforms is kind of like you can't be president if you're not an american and like you weren't born american because then you have actual like connections and know the people and Mm -hmm. you know i think Mm -hmm. it if it weren't that the cops were essentially just leftover slave catchers, because that's when policing fucking started, mm-hmm. um, they would actually like give a shit about their community, but they don't. And yeah, I mean, yeah. in Huntington, it is a little different because we are just one kind of community. And I think small mm-hmm. towns, this is definitely different as well. But still, people who are cops aren't, you know, going down and chatting with people down in the homeless shelter or you know trying to make connections they are just there to hassle homeless people knock Mm -hmm. down their tents and put them in jail 
Exactly. Yeah. It's just, that's not, it just, the, the community thing, it's not something that's ever really seemed to be true. So I don't know why people would still think it is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, they'll show up for a photo op one day and then knock down your door the next. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, the next one we have is the Christmas gift surprise. This one cracks scary. me up. And it is one that I have seen happen even here in town of where they'll be like, oh, predominantly black neighborhood that we have systematically fucked <laughs> repeatedly for years. Yeah. Here you go. Here is a present. All of your kids. Toys. It's just like that kind of false... I don't know, Columbusing in. Yeah, it's like, it's, I've never, I've never actually heard of that. That's interesting. But uh, I mean, that's, it's weird too to have somebody who is essentially a, a power, an authority figure over you being like, hey, I got you these things, so you have to be happy or like, you can't be upset with whatever I do because remember what I did for your kids? Yep, it's just like having an abusive boyfriend. He'll hit mm-hmm. you one day, and then he'll be in the lovey-lovey phase and buy you flowers and diamonds and roses and blah, and then beat the shit out of you that night. Exactly. Same thing. It's Same thing. Manipulation and abuse. Yeah. And the thing that I put on there that is not actually supposed to be its own thing, it was part of the Christmas gift surprise and community policing, was the uh, taking a knee and then tear-gassing everybody right mm-hmm. now. And it's yeah. just, it's here. You can see it happening mm-hmm. on your screens. I don't know why yes. people still don't think that this happens. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah, this goes back to just like after the police do something bad, they want to show them something good. So, yeah, let's show them kneeling and then literally seconds later attacking the people that they were in solidarity with. No, mm-hmm. fuck you guys. Literally, fuck you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 659, they're kneeling. 701, they're fucking shooting rubber yeah. bullets at people. Which, Jesus, did you, have you seen the pictures of the rubber bullets? Oh. They're insane. And actually, I was reading up a little bit about rubber bullets because I didn't even really know about them at all. I didn't really even know they were really a thing until Mm -hmm. recently. Um, And essentially, like, they're not supposed to be, like, fired at people. They're supposed Mm -mm. to be fired at the ground and then bounce and hit people in the leg to, like, get them to stop coming toward them. But the police are literally just shooting them, like, at people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're, like, um, so huge. They're so huge. And they're just rubber-encased metal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I've, the injuries I've seen from people who have been hit with them, like, in the face, where, like, their mm-hmm. entire face is broken now, and they've lost eyes, and it's mm-hmm. like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, one of the um, activist photographers that I've followed probably since, like, 2016 now, Linda Tirado, lost an eye. She mm-hmm. showed up in Minneapolis and, like, almost immediately lost an eye. And she had said, you know, I'm pressed. She was literally taking pictures so Mm -hmm. it's i just it's it's crazy these past few weeks have been just they have not felt real honestly i know they haven't felt real and it just feels like like i was sitting downstairs today reading some of the stuff and writing um parts of our script and i was just like like how do our politicians just not listen to anybody like Mm -mm. there are all these people who are like hey these are the things that would help from people who have actually dealt with cops. These are things that would help keep us safe and make mm-hmm. them safer. And then they're just like, oh, hey, I'm Nancy Pelosi. I'm going to kneel with some Kinte fabric on and say, 
like holy fuck and did you see that joe biden is gonna give a hundred million dollars more or whatever like yeah yeah it's like god guys come on it's pretty easy just Just go on twitter look at the defund the police hashtag and go from there yeah exactly it's uh it's it's really it's uh, it's just really upsetting and disconcerting to see like Everybody just so, not everybody, obviously, but so many people just so unified on something, and then the people who could actually do things to make a difference just, like, not listening or caring. Mm -hmm. Just sticking their fingers in their ears because Mm -hmm. I don't even know fucking why, other than that white supremacy is obviously still alive and well. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's just so tiring, and I just don't, I don't like it for anybody. (laughs) I don't, I don't like, like it, it either. <laughs> I don't like it, guys. Stop. I don't, I don't like, like this. But, you know, I'll I'll put on my whitest lady vibe if that will yes. get them to stop. If I can be like, I yeah. don't like it. Yeah. Can I, I speak to the manager vibe? Yeah, that's what you yeah. mean. I want to speak to the police chief. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you asked for your cops manager as a white lady. I don't know. We should try it. That would be our first podcast, like, a investigative study. We'll take out the R.I.P. Vine mobile and we'll speed. Yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and then be like, I want to speak to your manager. <laughs> God. Uh, I know it sounds like we're making light of this, but we are definitely not, obviously. We're not. We are not at all. We are not it's at all. It's just fucking absurd that there are all of these solutions that people who have done research and have lived experiences... It's just fucking ridiculous that no one's listening to them. Yep, I yeah, I agree. Like we have the solutions to the problems in front of our faces, mm-hmm. but we're not we're not doing it. And it's not like you can deny the problem anymore. Like that's just you can't deny it. I know. I don't know how we could deny the problem after 1992, other than that cell phones weren't as yeah ubiquitous or around. I mean, I think I think that's a big thing that now I'm. What I'm hoping, and I am seeing with some people, that, like, they're finally starting to get it because they're seeing all of the videos that people are taking. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's a really good thing that even if it doesn't convince everyone, I don't know how it doesn't, but even if it doesn't, at least some people are really waking up to yeah. the fact that police brutality is a thing and that the police are not good. Mm-mm. I mean... Like, I've been very pleasantly surprised by a lot of the white people that I grew up with and still follow Mm -hmm. on, like, Twitter or whatever, because they've actually started to give the tiniest amount of shit, and, like, I don't want to give them credit for that very much. It is hard, yeah. Because it's it's like, oh, you just posted a black square, but it's like, that's more than you've done for Mm -hmm. 28 fucking years. Exactly. At least it's something. At least they're acknowledging it now. Yeah. And I hope they got into a fight with their uncle randy about it and had to <laughs> i haven't had to get into any fights yet so far um thankfully with my family members at least um yeah. so that's good because i think even the ones that are very conservative republican trump people i have some of those they are acknowledging that it, that the police are a problem and that it's a systemic racism problem so at least they see that it's happening but like if you're still gonna vote for trump then obviously like yeah, who gives a fuck what you are doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't You're really still care. Doing the most harm to the most amount of people that you can. Exactly, exactly. By literally just walking down the fucking street and putting a piece of paper in a box. Mm-hmm. All I have left to say is, don't fucking watch Life PD or Cops. 
Yes. Vote for people who have at least done the token work of hashtag tweeting Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. It's better than fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. $100 million more. And uh, all cops are bastards. And Black Lives Matter. Yes. That's all we have to say, pretty much. Um, but yeah, if, like I said, this was kind of a newer type of format episode for us where we did a little bit more formal research and talked a little bit more about things on a broader scale rather than just 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> um, so, and we definitely, I think, want to do a lot more episodes like this as well, like interspersed with the more like floofy 90 Day Fiance episodes. So, yeah. We'd love to hear your feedback, though, on what we said here on any episode, really. So if you would like to get in contact with us, you can find us um, on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Patreon, at TV Literate. You can also send us emails to TV Literate. You can also send us emails. TV Livers. You can also send us emails to TV Literate at Mm -hmm. gmail.com. Everybody stay safe out there. Mm -hmm. Bye, the police. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Don't get sick. Don't get sick. Stay safe. I am Megan. And I am Jillian. And we are TV Literate.